It was a small group to whom the 21st century Bodhisattva spoke. Her topic had been the mind. When she was done, she asked if there were any questions. A man named Chuck cleared his throat and asked, Thank you so much for your talk. You've really captured my imagination, especially with your empowering way of describing how there are countless Buddhas throughout the universe continuously working for our benefit by emanating in every kind of way. I really love this idea, but I'm somewhat science-minded and don't think I've ever seen or been aware of even one of them. Can you talk some more about these emanations? The Bodhisattva paused for a moment to collect her thoughts, smiled, and then began to speak. Well, the Buddhas don't always appear as Siddhartha did in India 2,500 years ago. Upon achieving Buddhahood, he became a wheel-turner, teaching the entire path of awakening to others. He needed to manifest for best effectiveness in order to touch as many people as he could, and so he took on the human persona of Siddhartha, the awakened one, the Buddha. So, if you're looking for someone or something that looks like him or resembles the Buddha you see represented in the various statues and graphics that seem to be everywhere these days, you're not likely to have much success. Usually, the Buddhas emanate in the most suitable ways to provide small indications of the path to individuals whose minds are receptive. They are, in a sense, experiential teaching moments and they manifest in various ways, in any fashion actually, whatever is effective to bring about an insight, realization, or perhaps even awakening. These manifestations occur in an infinite variety of ways, often in physical form, as people or other beings, animate or inanimate objects. They could also be waves of sound or certain aromas, beams of sunlight or beads of moisture. Anything that enters the mind's awareness through one of the sensory doors can be an emanation of the Buddhas, including thoughts or feelings. These Buddha-esque emanations are prodigious. They're here, around at all times, empowered by perfect wisdom and pure compassion. They are endless. The only thing that restricts them is our own narrow-mindedness. We are not always open to see or learn, and when our motivations are selfish, their energy is obstructed. To begin to see things in this way, that anything and everything we encounter in each moment of consciousness is a beneficial emanation, what we refer to in Buddhism as a blessing, there for us to benefit from if we just recognize it to be so is perhaps one of the most profound insights one experiences on the spiritual path. Let me recount a story. The great scholar and meditator Asanga lived and practiced in a cave for 12 years trying to meet Maitreya, the future Buddha. He had no success and on several occasions he almost gave up. Finally, after 12 years, he was done trying and disheartened, left the cave. While walking along the road back to his village, he came across a brown dog with a rapidly fouling wound full of maggots on its back. Feeling unbearable compassion for this suffering dog, 
He decided to clean the wound, but realized that if he used a stick, it would not only hurt the maggots, but they would no longer have anything to eat. Selflessly, he cut off a piece of his own flesh and then tried to move the maggots from the dog to the piece of flesh. So as not to hurt them, he opted to use his moist, soft tongue to transport them. As the sight and smell of the wound were terribly repulsive, he closed his eyes and held his breath as he stuck out his tongue and leaned towards the dog's wound. But strangely, as he kept leaning forward, there was nothing there. Confused, he opened his eyes to see the dog had become Maitreya Buddha. Where have you been? asked a confused Asanga. For 12 years I have been trying to see you, and now you are here. Maitreya replied, I was in your cave all the time, in the corner where you spat after clearing your throat. He showed Asanga his cloak, which was covered in dry spittle. But after so long, this is a new day. It is the great compassion you have just manifested that has enabled you to see me. Asanga was so happy that he ran toward and through the village carrying Maitreya on his shoulders, shouting, Look! Look! Everyone, come out! Come out! Maitreya Buddha is here! The people came out of their homes but could not see Maitreya. In fact, all they saw was a crazy man running down the street. One old lady who used to recite the mantra Om Mani Padme Hum with faith but no understanding saw a man carrying a brown dog on his back. Moments of silence as the 21st century Bodhisattva looked into the eyes of those gathered around her. You see, from our side, the mind must be open and able to see the Buddhas who are there all the time, even though we do not yet have the merit to see them. This is why we study and contemplate the pith instructions of our lineage teachers, work to identify and clarify the natural state of mind in our meditation practices, and cultivate renunciation of the causes of dukkha. As understanding dawned on the faces of her listeners, she concluded, It is excellent preliminary mind training to always be aware the Buddhas are nearby. It will help make us mindful and careful in our actions. This is not fantasy. The minds of the Buddhas are omniscient. They see everything and are always present, inside and out. In a soft voice, Chuck added, Yes, and we'd better be careful where we spit. Nods and smiles. A significant Dharma instruction had been shared. It was now to be contemplated and understood as the capacity of each of the participants allows. The group draws in closer as another question is asked. This recording, titled Emanations Everywhere, was written by Mark Winwood and included in his 2016 collection of writings, Am Stopping My Finger Now, Tibetan Buddhist Musings for Western Life. My name is Kathy Ambrose. Mark is the founder of the Chenrizik Project, a USA-based Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with an increasingly international online presence. 
You can learn more about the Chenrizik Project at www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. The story of Asanga and Maitreya comes from Tubden Gayatso, Dr. Adrian Feldman. It is shared here with gratitude and intentions of benefit for all. Our accompanying music, titled Run With You, was composed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega and appears on his 2017 album, Matters of the Heart. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A dot com. Or, as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. As always, we remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music in these broadcasts. Please feel free to share the link to this with those you feel it might resonate. We thank you for listening.